Amen. So if you have um, Bibles uh, in front of you, or there might be some on uh, the shelves at the back, you might want to turn to uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Um, we've, uh, through the course of the summer, these past uh, four weeks, we've been doing a series called The Lesser Knowns of Scripture, um, where we're looking at some of those characters in the Bible you may not know much about, either because you've never heard of them before, because uh, they're in passages you've kind of uh, skimmed over, or uh, because there's not very much about them to know. Um, and uh, we just wanted to draw out, so uh, last week, I think you, you were looking at the, uh, the two midwives who refused to sacrifice the babies in, in the story of Exodus, um, and then uh, but we had Ittite the Gittite, I think, the week before that. And then uh, that we started uh, the sermon series um, looking at Abigail in the Old Testament. And, and uh, we're turning today uh, to this guy called Jabez. Now, if you're anything like me, whenever you come to a list of names, such brilliantly read by Caroline, by the way, absolutely, I think round of applause is in order there, because it's not easy to read through a list of names like that. And if you're anything like me, when you come to one of those lists of names, your heart sinks a little. Uh, you, you maybe skim through it. You maybe skip over it entirely if you're feeling particularly mischievous that morning. Uh, and and you just, you just, just glosses over you as a list of names. Uh, but as we said at the beginning uh, with the children, the, these genealogies are important for a number of reasons. They do reveal a lot about God uh, and a lot about God's history, his story through Scripture. Um, and it's really important, obviously, when it comes to Jesus and tracing that line back and seeing uh, how God has been faithful through the generations and showing us that individuals matter to God, that it seems important to God to name individuals in his word. And it was important to those who were writing the word at the time in order to give a historical account of what's going on. And it's really good that we have that. Uh, uh, but also within these genealogies, occasionally you get a little glimmer of gold like the prayer of Jabez, which is tucked away. I mean, it's interesting in the versions that you've got uh, in front of you, if you've got a new international version, you'll see the prayer of Jabez, I think, starts around verse 9, verse 10, uh, and it's separated out in, in your Bible. So you've got the list of names and then this little section of the prayer of Jabez and then the list of names continues. In the version that I've got here, which I think is the new revised standard version, it's in the middle of this you can't see it at all it's right it's right in the middle of a normal paragraph not separated out in any way and you have this this these two verses about Jabez and the prayer that he prayed and then the list continues on and that's all we have of Jabez he's not mentioned anywhere else in scripture before or after and so we know very little about him. What we know is he's born in the line of Judah. It's in chapter 4, which is the descendants of Judah. Uh, and we know that his birth wasn't a particularly happy one. Uh, we find out that he was more honoured than his brothers. We don't know whether that's because his brothers were particularly bad people or because he was a particularly good person. Uh, we don't know these things about Jabez. Now, we know that names in Scripture uh, and names today are still important, but in Scriptural times, names were even more important. They spoke of something about your character, which is why God is always in the business of changing names when a significant transformation takes place in somebody's life. And here you have Jabez, who for the whole of his life was reminded by his name that he caused his mother great pain in childbirth. I mean, can you imagine that? It's like almost like your your your. Your name throughout your life is painful labor. Hello, painful labor. How are you? 
Imagine this growing up with that over your life. But also names in scripture were often thought to be somewhat prophetic as well. That it wasn't only speaking of what you had been, but may speak of what you would be. So that Jabez even had it over his life that he was going to be a man who caused pain. But he didn't want that for his life. Jabez didn't want that over him. Jabez didn't want that to be his reality, his truth. And so we find, tucked away in the middle of this, of this guy we don't know anything about, this four-sentence prayer that he prays, and we see that God answers it. And what he asks for is absolutely remarkable. And when you first look at it, you might think, goodness me, Jabez is one of the most selfish men I've ever come across. Because he's asking God to bless him, and he's asking God to increase his territory, and to have his hand upon him, and to protect him from evil. That's all that that he seems to say, and God answers that request. But actually, this is one of the most humble prayers you will ever come across in Scripture. There is huge humility in this, and you can see it by when you see these four things quest together and what it is that he's asking for and you understand it in the context so first of all he asks that God would bless him and in some translations it said Lord would you bless me indeed I think in the one that you have uh, in front of you it just says oh that you would bless me but the, the, the understanding is that in the original he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. The word indeed is the equivalent of putting about five exclamation marks at the end of your sentence. Lord, that you would bless me. And I mean really bless me. I mean, go all out and bless me. Bless me as much as you can possibly bless me. And in order to understand what, we's, what he's asking for, we need to understand what is meant by blessing in this context. Because blessing is a term we use a lot in, I, I think you probably use it every day in some form or another. God bless you, bless someone as they sneeze, bless you for doing that, whatever it may be. Blessing is a term we use a lot. And it's a term that has, uh, has different meanings, different connotations, lots of different things that have, is meant. But in this particular context, in Old Testament scriptures, when somebody prayed God's blessing on something, what they were expecting, what they were asking for was the abundance of Eden. You know, I said at the beginning that God said that it was good, it was good, it was very good, and then God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it and made it holy. When we understand blessing in Old Testament scriptures, basically, may I know or may these people know the abundance of Eden in their lives. May they know what it's like to experience God's goodness and fullness in their lives. And Jabez is asking that for himself. Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Lord, that I would know the abundance of Eden in my life. And I mean really know it. And when you look at it and you think, well, that seems really selfish. Actually, when you look at the character of who God is, there's nothing selfish about this prayer. Because our God, I don't know if you've noticed, is really good at blessing. Like, he's really good at it. Like, I've never met anyone as good as God at blessing people. And if you're not prepared to ask God for blessing, then in a way you're denying him of something of who he is, that he wants to bless you. He wants blessing for your life. That's the the whole part of who he is. Everything that we have around us is an overflow of his blessing to the world. The world is his blessing to... Oh, it's just God, he's good at blessing. Let's just say God is good at blessing. And actually, he's waiting and wanting and crying to bless us as his children, in the same way any father would want to bless their children. 
I don't want my children to think that they can't be blessed by me just for the sake of being blessed by me, that they can't receive things for the sake of receiving things out of my love for them. God is in the business of blessing. And we're not talking prosperity gospel, God give me a car, give me a jet, give me lots of money blessing. We're talking about being blessed by the very presence of God in your life. Because that's what Jabez is asking for. He's not being specific about the blessing he receives. He just wants God's blessing, whatever it may look like. God, I want your blessing. I want to be blessed by you. And he also will know from his understanding of the stories that he would have been told as he grew up, the stories of Exodus, the stories of Genesis, the stories of Abraham, all of that stuff he would have been told. He would have known very well the story of Abraham being blessed so that he may be a blessing to others. And he would have wanted that for himself as well. Lord, bless me that I may bless others. I don't think there's anything selfish about Jabez's prayer in asking God to bless him. And I don't think there's anything selfish when we ask God to bless us. But to be honest, even if there is something selfish about that, do you know, I think even that's okay. I think it's all right to be selfish with God sometimes. As any child would want to be, you know, I've got four children and there's times where one of them were really desperate for my attention more than the others. And and that's okay. That's all right. I don't mind that. To a certain extent. And I don't think God does either. That when we ask him to bless us, he's thinking, do you know what? Actually, I've been waiting to do that for ages. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to ask. I really want to bless you. Because it's in my very nature to do so. And everything you see around you is a result of that. And so there's nothing selfish about it. And we know that because of then what he goes on to ask, which again, when you look at it, it looks like it might be even more selfish. Lord, that you bless me indeed and enlarge my border. Enlarge my territory. Uh, enlarge my coasts. Uh, give, me, give me more. Give me my coasts and borders. Make them bigger. And, and we don't know whether he's asking for something physical here. My hunch is I think he probably was because land was important in those times. That he's asking for something physical. He could be asking God for just increase his opportunities. Give me more opportunities in life. Give me more opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Whatever it is, he's wanting that in his own life, not just for himself, but so that he can be a blessing to others. He's wanting God to do something bigger in his life. Basically, he doesn't want to settle. And I think settling is something we're all guilty of, isn't it? But Jabez doesn't want to settle. He wants to move on with God. He wants to go further into what God has for him. Uh, Lynn's bought me a t-shirt recently from uh, an adventure shop. And it says, adventure begins where your comfort zone ends. Uh, I love that. Adventure begins where your comfort zone ends. And I reckon Jabez got to a point where he was at the end of his comfort zone and didn't want to settle. So he said, God bless me and enlarge my territory. Give me more for you. Give me more, not just to do for you, but more to be for you. I want to do more and be more for you, God. And I want, to, I want my influence to go further so that your name can go further. We make it very, very clear in this that he's calling on the God of Israel. It says, Jabez called on the God of Israel. So we know who he's praying to. And he's asking God to increase his territory. And then, crucially, He goes on to say that your hand might be with me. 
because he knows that if I'm going to step into new things of God, if I'm going to step into knowing new blessing of God and moving into new territories and moving into places I've never been before, boy, am I going to need God. I read something this week that said the mistake that a lot of people ask is they ask God for new territory, maybe for a new business opportunity or for a new ministry opportunity or for a new thing to open up and they step into that new thing and what they've forgotten to do is ask God to go with them into it. And God by his grace does go with you but actually this whole kind of thing of Jabez wanting to consciously be aware of the hand of God on his life so that he knew he wasn't facing a single day on his own uh, was right at the heart of what he wanted. And I, I, I can relate a little bit to this. Uh, when I was in my curacy, I was 17 months into my curacy at St. Andrew's in Burgess Hill. And uh, the, the vicar, who I loved working with, she was absolutely fantastic, came up to me and told me that she was leaving. Uh, we were pregnant with Abigail. I think she was due a few weeks later. Uh, and she was also, the, we were just about to sign a massive building project contract and a huge building project. And I just said on my knees, God, I don't want to do this on my own. Please let your hand be with me. And I got to the end of my curacy and I was able to say I haven't had to do this on my own. Uh, and that's the heart of Jabez, I think, is I want to step into new things for you, God. I want to go into these new things. I want my borders to increase. I want to know your blessing, but I don't want to do it in my own strength, and I don't want to do it on my own, and I know that if I try, that's a stupid thing to do. I know I've said this before, this quote from uh, Francis Chan that says, I want to live my life in such a way that if God doesn't come through, I'm in trouble. I want to live my life in such a way that if God doesn't come through, I'm in trouble. That means stepping out of comfort zones, but knowing that God goes before us, with us, and even more than that, in us, <laughs> into those things. And so he asks for God's hand to be with him. And then he says, keep me from evil, protect me from hurt and harm. We see echoes of that in the Lord's Prayer as Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray as well. And so he knows that actually if he steps into new territory, if he steps into new things, he's going to come against opposition, people who don't understand what it is he's doing, people who don't understand the God of Israel that he worships, people don't understand why he's not living up to his namesake, why it is that he's different from everything else around him. And he knows that trouble and tribulation are a reality of this life. And he says, God, just protect me from that. Just help me to know that you're with me and protect me from those things. And then we see, just slipped in there as an off sentence, and God granted what he asked. And then the list of names continues. God granted what he asked. And so I was thinking about, okay, well, there's this great man of Jabez who some of you may have heard of. There's a book called The Prayer of Jabez, which some of you may have heard of. Uh, and as always, it's cashed in and it's done Prayer of Jabez for Women, Prayer of Jabez for Men, Prayer of Jabez for Children. It's essentially the same book. Just get one. Uh, the Prayer of Jabez. And it takes you through the prayer uh, in its history. And, it, and it's, a, it's a good little read. 
Uh, if you haven't come across that book, you may have never even heard about Jabez. And there's so much we can learn from these four sentences. And in a way, I was going to do the challenge of the book of like, just make the prayer of Jabez your, your prayer every day. It's a good thing to pray. Uh, and then I was thinking about this whole kind of thing of asking God to bless me and bless me indeed. And I thought, actually, do you know, that's a really good thing to pray. Just start with that. Just start with Lord, bless me and bless me indeed. But then I felt that I got to the end of that. And after doing that for a couple of days, I, I was thinking, God, this is great. But actually, there's something missing from this prayer. And I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying that Jabez didn't, you know, pray right or anything like that. But for me personally, there was something missing. And what it was this. It was, Lord, would you bless me indeed and help me to know when you're doing it? Because that's the thing, you see, I pray God's blessing. And it's like, well, what? It's that, it's recognizing when God is blessing you so that he can receive the glory for that blessing. Do you understand? Just that whole, actually, yes, yeah, one thing to ask God to bless you, and I totally endorse that fully, but then also asking God to show you when it's happening, that your eyes become open to when he's answering that prayer. Because then you'll be able to see, actually, there's nothing selfish about it. Because he will show you you've asked, and look, there it is, and there it is. And there it is. And you'll find it in small things. You'll find it in big things. That's the thing I found uh, this week as I prayed, Lord, bless me indeed and help me to see when you're doing it. Even just the smallest things have blown me away this week. Things I think I've seen as everyday things in the past. Suddenly I'm saying, actually, no, that's God's blessing. Do you know, he is a good God. And he deserves far more honor and glory than I've been giving him for his blessing in my life. And, and we've been singing uh, in the week that we were away and in our car, I think, every day since. Uh, in all my life, you have been faithful. In all my life, you have been so, so good. And do you know when you're praying God to reveal blessings to you, you really see that is true. In all my life, God has been faithful. Even before I acknowledged him as God, he was faithful. Even before I recognized his goodness, he was so, so good. He is so, so good. And so I want to urge you this week, every day, as well as waking up and praying the prayer that we taught you a couple of weeks ago, good morning, Holy Spirit, what should we do today? I want you to also pray, Lord, would you bless me indeed? And may I see when you're doing it. And next week, we want to hear stories of blessing. We want to hear stories of where you've seen God bless you. Uh, you can put them on Facebook through the week. If you're in our Facebook group, just say, hey, look, we've just seen God's blessing. Uh, or you can uh, just share, and we'll have an opportunity next week to share some of those stories of blessing. But may God, like he did for Jabez, grant your request as you ask him this week to bless you and to bless you indeed. May you know the abundance of Eden, but also the fullness and richness of Christ and his presence in your life. Amen.